Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 200. We hit it. We hit the big 200. I hit my goal before the close of 2023. And today happens to be Monday, December 25th. So Merry Christmas. And along those same lines, I thought I would do sort of a holiday themed episode. I'm not one for themes, as you might have noticed, but this one just felt like it needed to be done. So basically, I just want to share the 12 lessons that ultra running has taught me because I feel like I'm at a point where I have some lessons that I've learned. I'd like to share them with you guys. If you have also been running ultras for a little bit, some of these might resonate with you. So I thought we would just run through these, no pun intended, and have a little fun. And the only thing I really have prepared for this episode is that list of 12 things in front of me. And I'm sort of just going to talk about each one as we go through them, if that's okay with you guys. Um, The other thing is these aren't really in any particular order. But as I look at this list in front of me, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I guess that leads to that, leads to that, so on and so forth. So I just sort of, over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about, you know, like I want to do a Monday episode. I want to do it for Christmas. What can I do? And so I've just been compiling this list of 12 things. And I literally just got back from a run during which I came up with two more things (laughs) to round out this list. So I feel like it's a pretty solid list. Okay. So again, in no particular order, starting with the first thing on my list here is that ultra running is a skill. So this is a lesson that ultra running has taught me that it's actually a skill and that there are many different components. Each one takes practice, right? And I think I learned this one pretty early on because I was teaching myself how to do this. And I felt like there's so many different aspects to this sport, just like any other sport, right? Like I've told the story about growing up, I played soccer and I played softball and I did, did gymnastics. And each one of those things also, each one of those sports also has many different components and they all are skills and they all take practice. And for some reason, when I got into ultra running, I just thought it's running. (laughs) Like what's so hard about this? But as you start to ingratiate yourself into this sport, you learn like, oh, there's nutrition. Oh, there's hydration. There's gear. There's mindset. There's all these different aspects to it. And each one is a component of the bigger sport and each one takes practice. So on the whole, this sport is an exercise in honing your practice on each of these individual skills. Okay. So if you're feeling frustrated with your ultra running right now, just if sometimes I feel like this point of view is helpful because when you don't know how to improve something, you are generally looking at it on the whole and you don't know what part of it to attack first. And so the way that I like to look at it is in a subset of skills. And then I try and break it down and say, okay, what do I suck at? (laughs) Like what skill am I not getting? And then I hone my energy or focus my energy on that. And then once I feel like I have that in a good place, then I move on to the next thing, so on and so on and so forth. Okay. So if you're frustrated with your ultra running, just know that it's a skill with many different components and they all take practice. The second thing on my list of 12 things, 12 lessons that ultra running has taught me is that I need to get more focused with my time, my energy, and my attention. The note that I wrote to myself here is that I wasn't as quote unquote busy as I thought I was, right? And this is sometimes an excuse that maybe you've made. I know I've made, maybe you've heard other people make it. It's like, I'm just too busy. I'm too busy to do X or Y or Z. 
And X, Y, or Z might not even be remotely related to ultra running. But when I really threw everything I had at deciding to do my first and then my second and so on and so on and so on, I realized like, oh, I'm actually not that busy. I'm just really shitty at time management. (laughs) And I really thought that I was good at time management, but trying to incorporate all these different components of training and doing my long runs, and then also taking care of all the other things that I need to do just to be a normal day-to-day human really taught me that I wasn't focused with my time, my energy, and my attention. And I was sort of frittering it away on all this bullshit that didn't really matter. Right. And so when I said, yes, I'm committed and fully committed. And maybe like, this is like the bonus thing. Like we haven't even, we're two things in and I'm already adding bonuses, but like the idea that you fully commit to something is a lesson that running ultras taught me. So this is like a tangential lesson to lesson number two. So in order to do this thing, I needed to really focus my energy and my time management and my, like all the things that I was trying to get done over the course of a day. And it wasn't until I really checked the box and I really, you know, had the discussions with all the people in my life. And I was like, look, I'm doing this. So (laughs) either you're with me or you're against me type of thing. And when I threw all of my eggs into that basket and got committed, then I realized, hey, I'm actually not as busy as I thought I was. Because then I could say, okay, what are the actions that I need to take that are going to get me to where I want to go, which is show up to the race, finish the race. You know, you can you can insert your own destination there, but like focus your time, your, atten- your attention and your energy on where you want to go instead of all the other bullshit that's like bringing you down, just focus on where you want to go and you're going to get there faster, better, stronger, right? You're going to, you're going to get there, but you have to fully commit to the thing. You can't be half in or half out. All right. So that's like two for one. (laughs) Thing number three was that ultra training helped me to learn how to deal with the ups and downs of life. Um, we could do a whole episode on this, but the other note that I wrote to myself was learn how to regulate my emotions during charged situations. Now, I'm a Capricorn. (laughs) And so sometimes I have, uh, I'm sometimes I'm a little intense and sometimes I come in a little hot and I, you know, give a lot of, uh, a lot of opinion and I'm, you know, like very focused on what I want to do. And in certain cases, that's really helpful in other cases, not so much. And the whole process of going through ultra training and racing various distances taught me to handle and regulate my emotions because I'm going to need that energy or that emotion later on down the line. Like you can't, don't like explode and, you know, release all of your energy and then not have anything for the next you know, challenge or obstacle that you're going to face. And so it really learned, it really showed me how I can sort of ride the wave and experience the highs and the lows, but I don't really have to participate in them. And I haven't really come up with a a great way to describe that. It's sort of like you're the eye of the storm in a hurricane, and there's lots of things that are swirling around you, but because you're in the eye of the storm, you, you're not participating in that sort of chaos. You're, you're grounded, you're in the middle, you're watching it happen, but you don't have to participate. I guess that's the best way for me to describe it. And it has really helped me to, you know, remove myself from situations where I don't need to be part of things or 
conversely, like see things that I should be a part of and step in there and have the confidence to do so because I know, okay, this is worth my time and attention and energy. This is not. So that's a big one for me because like I said, sometimes I can run a little hot and I can like, you know, come, come in hot straight out of the gate. And sometimes I don't participate because I can't be bothered. But this has really helped me to, like I said, ride the wave and figure out when I should step in, what what needs my attention, what I can just let pass me by that I don't need to participate in. And it's really helped me to, hmm, I want to say, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the word grounded, but I do think that it has helped me in that sense, like be more grounded, be more focused, uh, be less hot and cold all the time. Okay. So we'll, we could do a whole, like I said, I will put some more thought into that and, and do another episode on that, but it has helped me to deal with the ups and the downs. The fourth thing on my list of 12 lessons is that it has helped me to learn to appreciate the little things. And I just made a whole list of all the little things, but you guys know, I've like was sort of obsessed with getting out every morning and taking a picture of the sunrise. I love sunsets, just nature in general, like just appreciating a good run, like being able to go, the fact that I can run, right? appreciating all these little things, a lot of the little things that we take for granted every single day. But when you are like deep in, (laughs) when you are like deep in the pain cave or you're deep into a race, like your world sort of narrows down and things that are going really well, you really grip onto them and you learn to appreciate them for what they are in the moment because you've sort of been going through it. Like you've had, maybe you've are doing a long distance race. You've, you've been, you've just come out of the dark, deep, dark night. <laughs> maybe it's cold or, and wet and rainy. And now the sun is starting to come out. Like that is heaven. <laughs> I can tell you from experience, cold, dark, wet overnight running means that any amount of sunshine that you get is like a blessing from the God, from the gods, right? And so you learn to really appreciate the little things that you might have just overlooked before, right? A good pair of socks, your favorite food, your favorite people, like showing up at an aid station. Like these are the things that you learn how to appreciate. Thing number five sort of goes with thing number four. And thing number five is not to sweat the small stuff, right? Learn how to put everything in perspective. Thing number five also goes with thing number three, which was learn how to deal with the ups and downs and put everything into perspective, okay? So it sort of really helped me to understand where my place is in the world and how to interact with the people, places, and things that are around me, which sounds really overdramatic, but I don't know, maybe you guys have also had the same experience. So don't sweat the small stuff. Look, you you start to get a new perspective on the world and you can start to see where everything is in it, where you are situated in it and how you interact with the world. Thing number six on this list is details matter. Now, if you've ever done uh, my Run Your First 50K program, if you are inside the She Runs Ultras membership, you know that details matter. We talk about this a lot, especially as it pertains to your training, your kin stretch, your race day strategy, like all these things, the details matter. 
but also don't obsess over them to the point where it starts to pull you back and detract from your bigger mission. Okay. So one of the things I did in the beginning was, oh, I'll just go out and run. Oh, I'll just do this. And I was very lax about certain aspects of my training. And that started to be really apparent to me when I was sort of failing the tests along the way, like failing to make the mileage, failing to recover adequately. And then I was looking at this training plan and I was like, okay, well, there's no consistency. (laughs) There's no, there's no detail. There's no level of detail to it. I'm just like throwing a dart at a dartboard and whatever I hit, that's what I will go do. And when I started to see that, okay, the details matter, the time, the distance, the energy output, the effort, the amount of rest, my nutrition, my sleep, my daily shakedowns, like all those details matter. And so if I started to pay attention to those little details and put everything I had against each of those little details, remember, go back to thing number one, all of this ultra running is a sport. It's a skill with many different components and they all take practice. So practicing and practicing the level of detail on each thing really helped me to level up my game. And not only in ultra running too, like I consider myself somebody who has a big focus on details because coming from the event world, like the it's, it's sometimes hard to describe, but like when you go to an event, the details matter. Like think about when you go to a wedding, right? The details of the wedding matter, the, the visual picture, the invitations, the place settings, the flowers, like all those details, each one, if there's a lot of focus and attention and energy that have been put on each of those individual details, the whole picture is outstanding, right? You're like, oh my God, that wedding was just so amazing. If nobody gives any attention to the details and they're sloppy and they don't coordinate and they're not like the timing of the wedding is off. Like we went to a a wedding recently where there wasn't any dancing. Like it just sort of like fell off the list. And, And that's one of the things that I remember about the wedding itself was beautiful, you guys. But like, that's the thing that sticks out in my mind. Like they just, the night got away from them and we didn't get up. We didn't get a chance to get up and dance. So the details matter. Okay. So keep that in mind, like how you tie your shoes, what socks you wear. Do you put lube on your feet to help prevent blisters? Like all those little details will matter. And the things that you can get away with at the 50 K distance are not the things you're going to be able to get away with at the 50 mile, a hundred K a hundred miles, 200 miles and beyond. So details matter, you guys. Okay, that brings me to thing number seven on this list. And that is that ultras taught me how to think ahead, make better decisions and adapt on the fly, as well as not to be afraid to pivot if I think I made a wrong decision. So again, sort of going back to like how you move through the world, how you move through your race from start to finish, but like thinking and planning ahead, trying to make good decisions about what's going to happen to you in the future based on your current state. And this is a skill that is really important. Again, as you progress from 50K on up, because again, the things that you can get away with at 50K, you cannot get away with at 50 miles, 100K, 100 miles, so on and so forth. So you have to sort of learn these things 
at your first or second or third or fourth 50k and then you start to take those lessons and build and build and build and these are again skills like thinking ahead making better decisions about what you need to do or shouldn't do and if something goes wrong if shit hits the fan like learning how to adapt on the fly in order to keep moving forwards versus getting sucked down into the muck and wallowing in your current state and talking down to yourself that's valuable time and energy and attention that you're losing by just having a pity party. And look, I'm all in favor of a good pity party when it's necessary, but this skill of adapt on the fly, thinking ahead and making really good decisions is really crucial, especially as you start to get into these longer distances and you're running overnight, like we talked about before, and you're tired, you're sleep deprived, it's dark, (laughs) Right? Like you need to learn to make good decisions and adapt on the fly and be okay if you have to pivot, right? I, I mentioned that initially when I said thing number seven, right? Don't be so committed to the decision that you've made because you don't want to feel like you're wrong, um, that you can't pull the plug and decide to pivot and do something different. I know that a lot of these are sort of like, theoretical discussions, but I think that they are rooted in real skills that are going to be able to help you guys. And again, I think if you've been doing ultras for a while, or if you've been racing for a while, regardless of the distance, you might start to see some of these themes, even in your own progression from start to finish or start to wherever you're at currently. All right, that brings us to thing number eight on this list. And thing number eight is mind over matter. Very cliche, but a thousand percent true. I cannot tell you guys how many times people have asked me, what's the secret to running 50K, 50 miles, whatever the distance is. And yes, I'm always gonna tell you that you need a good plan. You need to be doing the shakedown. You gotta be doing your joint stuff. You gotta be resting and the nutrition and and all of the things. But the one thing that will take you down or lift you up is your mind, right? Cultivating that mindset that's going to propel you forwards. Because there are gonna be lots of times where you're really in it and you're not gonna be able to see your way out, right? You're just gonna be so defeated and tired and sore and beaten and battered and broken, right? And I don't wanna paint ultras in a light where like this is gonna be your existence for the next X number of months. No, I'm talking about fleeting moments when you're in the thick of it in a race and you can't see your way out. But in that time, you will have the thing that can pull you out. And that is your mind. And it's not going to happen because you do it in that moment. It's going to happen because you practice it over the course of your entire training cycle. Okay. So mind over matter a thousand percent. Thing number nine on this list is that ultras taught me how to fail forwards. I know at the very beginning of this podcast, I talked a lot about how I was a terrible loser. (laughs) Like I didn't like to lose. I couldn't fail. I didn't want anyone to see me fail. And to some extent, I still am that way, right? We don't want to trip and fall on our faces in public. That's, you know, for some people that's embarrassing myself included. So I would like to avoid that as much as possible. But the thing that ultras taught me was that Failure is part of the game 
And you have to fail and fail a lot, but you have to fail forwards. Like if I keep failing at the same thing, like if I can never make it past 10 miles being my longest run, then I'm failing backwards or I'm failing in place. And what I want to do is fail forwards. Like I want to fail and then understand what the next step is that I have to take in order to keep moving forwards. And I have to keep that same sort of momentum, fail forwards, fail fast, fail often, and then learn all of the lessons along the way. Because if I don't, and I don't learn the lessons, and I don't fail forwards, then I'm going to stagnate. And maybe some of you guys are experiencing this because you keep um, pulling the plug on your race before you even get there because something happens. Maybe you are repeatedly DNFing, like there's some lesson in there that you're not learning and you're not failing forwards. You're failing in place or you're failing backwards. Okay. So this one is super important it's okay to fail. It's okay to DNF. It's okay to, you know, DNS, which is did not start. It's okay to do those things. But if you miss the lesson that led to that thing, then you're missing out entirely and you're going to continue to fail in place or fail backwards. So try as hard as you can to fail forwards, fail and learn something that's going to propel you forwards. All right. Number 10, this one is big. This is a big one. They sort of are growing as we go into this list, right? Number 10 is suffering is optional. And then as I was on my run today, I added this next part, which is, and the harder it gets, the more I grow. So I'm going to break these out for a second. I hear a lot of ultra runners use the term suffering to describe aspects of their training or of their race experience. And I am not somebody who (laughs) chooses to use that word. I think it's too charged. And I think we give too much weight to suffering, right? I believe that suffering is optional. Like I signed up for this thing. And so I'm not suffering. I'm choosing to do this thing. Is it hard? Yes. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Do I want to be here in this moment in time? Probably not, right? But am I suffering? Mm, Probably not, right? If I really was to look at it. Now, maybe if you are actually in pain, there is some discomfort there and there's some pain. But again, I feel like we are, as a group, ultra runners are really sort of, oh, what is the word I want? We are giving way too much glory to the suffering. Oh, I'm, I was out there and I was suffering so hard. No, you were having a hard training run. Like it's like suffering is a whole other level. You guys like, you know, suffering is the stuff that you see, you know, God, I can't even come up with like a really good example right now. Cause I'm just like, so, I'm so fired up about this, but like suffering is next level. You guys suffering is not what you do on your long weekend run. Okay. <laughs> just, this one gets me. I have a few things. I've sort of been like holding back on a couple things (laughs) and I'll get in the car and I'll talk to Adam about some of them. And he's like, you just got to let it go. And I'm like, no, I can't. And this is one of them. (laughs) Okay. You will never hear me. And I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. Right. But like, you will never hear me say that I'm suffering while I'm out there. I chose to do this thing. 
I signed up for it. Am I uncomfortable? Yeah. Am I tired? Yeah. Am I sore? Yeah. Maybe I'm in pain. Yeah. But I'm probably not suffering unless it's truly catastrophic at a catastrophic level. Okay. So suffering is optional. However, the harder that it gets, the more I grow, right? The harder the challenge in front of me gets, the more I grow. And that can be exciting and terrifying and scary all at the same time. You guys know that I am 100% down for exciting, terrifying, scary, big, scary goals. And the more I keep just like hurling myself forwards into that abyss, the better it gets, right? The more I grow, the more I learn about myself, the more I keep leveling up. And it's scary as fuck the entire time. (laughs) just would like to put that out there. People keep thinking that like, oh, it's so like, it's so crazy. How do you, how do you keep doing this? Like, how did you get up the courage? I'm like, I don't, I didn't have the courage. I just signed up. I just put my name in the hat and I got picked for some of these things. Right. And I just kept showing up every single day. All right. Here's, here's tangent lesson number 14. (laughs) Like you have to think about every day being a 24-hour closed circuit loop unto itself. This is one of the lessons that ultra running has taught me. And it's a it's a skill and it's a coping mechanism at the same time. If you start to think about the length of your training cycle, I'm going to race in, you know, August and it's January, that's so far away like Yes, you have to keep the whole of your training cycle in mind, but you also have to break it down. You've heard me say it into months and weeks and days and 24 hour cycles. When I'm in the thick of it, right? I'm only thinking about the next 24 hour cycle. What do I have to do? What's on the list? What do I have to get accomplished before I can close the book on today? And then I wake up tomorrow and I do the same thing. I just think about what do I have to do in this next 24 hour cycle that's going to get me one step closer to my ultimate goal. And if I have to skip a day or something happens, that's fine. But I've, I've been showing up for every 24 hour period previous. And so, okay, I'll take one loss today and then tomorrow I'll get right back on the horse and I'll focus on the next 24 hour cycle. Okay. And the harder it gets, the more I grow, the more I have to focus, the more I have to focus on the details, the more I have to think ahead and make uh, better decisions. I, I can't sweat the small stuff. I have to learn to appreciate the little things. I have to deal with the ups and the downs. I have to get focused with my attention and energy, all the things that we just talked about, right? Every single time I have to fail forwards, all of it. Every time it gets harder, the more I grow. And then I keep building and building and building. And then that's how you get to go from 50K to 200 miles. There is no, like, there is no secret. (laughs) If there was some sort of secret, I would have learned it by now. And I'm giving you guys all the stuff that I have learned up to this point. And these 12 lessons are kind of like a distillation of the, the many years and the many miles and the many hours and the dark places, the light places that I have been <laughs> over the course of the last few years. And if there was some cheat code, <laughs> I would know it by now. And I promise you, there is no cheat code. You have to show up. You have to do the work. You have to focus on that 24-hour cycle. You have to mind over matter and you have to fail forwards, okay? Okay. 
Thing number 11, we're going to round it out here, even though I've given you two bonus, two bonus things on the fly. Thing number 11 is that I am stronger and more capable than I realize. And I talk about this a lot with you guys, but I want to remind you guys too, that you are also more strong, more stronger, (laughs) you're stronger and more capable than you realize. And I think a lot of times you guys lean on me and other podcasters, other running celebrities that you know. First of all, wait, time out. I am not a running celebrity. Let me just say that. Like, But just like other runners that are celebrities, that's how I should have said that. (laughs) I do for sure do not think of myself as a running celebrity in the slightest. I might even edit that out. Um, I think you guys rely sometimes on us to help or to generate that confidence in you and to, to tell you that you are more capable, which I am happy to do. I am happy to keep reminding you that you are stronger and more capable than you know, but you also need to learn how to generate that feeling internally, because when it is dark, when it is, when you're tired, when you're stressed, you are going to have to generate that for yourself in order to keep moving forwards. Again, just in those 24 hour windows, right? At, at first, you're going to listen and read and hear other people say that to you, and it's going to be helpful and it's going to move you forwards. At some point, you do have to learn that skill for yourself because you're going to be out on a run and you're going to be faced with some challenges and some obstacles, and you're not going to know how to handle it, or I'm not going to be there or whoever it is that you lean on or you that you listen to we're not going to be there and you're going to have to do it for yourself. And this, this was a big one for me, right? Again, going back to mind over matter, that self-talk, the way that you talk to yourself, the, the visions, the images that you paint in your mind, you have to visualize yourself doing the thing, what it, whatever it is that you want, finishing whatever race, climbing whatever hill, whatever it is, you have to paint that picture for yourself because no one else is going to paint it for you. Okay. You have to paint that picture, figure it out and know that you are stronger and more capable than you even realize right now. Because a lot of you guys will say, Oh, I could never go X. I could never go to, I could never do a 50 K. I could never do 50 miles. I could never do blah, 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 blah. Right. Sure. Right now you can't, but you are more capable and stronger than you realize. And if you would just fail forwards (laughs) towards that goal, it might not happen this year. It might happen next year or the next year or the next year and the next year. Like right now I'm working with some ladies inside the She Runs Ultras membership on like goals that are two and three years out because that's the trajectory for some of those things. Some of these things are shorter, short-term things. First 50K, boom, we can do that in 2024. Some of these things like going to Big's backyard, that's going to take a couple years because there's a qualifying process for that. And you are stronger and more capable than you realize. You just have to lean into it and go for it. Okay. That brings me to the last thing on the list. It could have even been the first thing on the list. And again, these are in no particular order, but the thing that one of the things that ultra running taught me was that anything is possible when you throw everything that you've got at it. This is a fundamental tenant of ultra running. Anything is possible when you throw everything you have at it. I want to link back to what we talked about at the beginning uh, about time, focus, energy, attention. I don't have, you know, 
thinking that I wasn't busy or I was busy, right? If you make that commitment and decide I am all in on this race, I'm all in on accomplishing this mission, it's going to be a lot easier than if you're half in and half out. And I know for a lot of you guys, you might not have the support and the encouragement and the family or the friends or the, the, the structure that you might want to have in order to accomplish this goal. But I promise you that you can do it without that stuff. It's going to be a little bit harder, but you can totally do it if you throw everything you have at this goal. It's going to be challenging. There's going to be obstacles. If you understand that at the beginning, then you're already a step ahead. Sometimes people come to this sport and they think that it's going to be as easy as a road race, and it's not. There are going to be challenges and obstacles. There's going to be new skills that you have to learn, everything from gear and elevation and trails and nutrition and all of the things that we talk about on this podcast. But if you throw everything you've got at that and you hone in on each of those skills, it will be easier than you think. But know ahead of time that it's going to take you you learning those skills and throwing everything you've got from a from a mental perspective, from a physical perspective, sometimes from an emotional perspective. And I want to just add too that I talk about throwing everything that you have at it with the full understanding that you guys also have lives, right? Like none of us are professional uh, athletes, athletes here. And so you have to work within the confines of what you're capable of doing every single day, right? And only you know how much mental, emotional, physical bandwidth you have to throw at each of these things. But I think if we were all being really honest with ourselves, we're half-assing it. And I include myself in this too, because I've sort of been doing like a personal inventory on some things. And I realized too, like, oh, I'm half-assing this or this or this. And if I was getting a little bit more ruthless with my time, focus, energy, attention, I could be doing so much better in these things. One of my big downfalls is social media. (laughs) We won't even go there, but... If you were to throw everything you had at accomplishing this ultra goal for this year or next year or next year, what would really be possible? And if you understood that you were stronger and more capable than you even know to be true right now, what could you possibly accomplish? Okay. There is so much more that I could say about this, but I'm going to rein it in because I feel a very strong tangent coming on. that I want to save for a whole other episode. But thank you guys for indulging me on this 12 lessons that ultra running has taught me. I hope that this has been, you know, interesting and helpful and maybe, you know, impactful for you guys. Maybe it's helped you think outside the box a little bit. Maybe it has reaffirmed some things for you. And I also just want to take a second to thank all of you guys for listening and subscribing to the show. We're coming to the end of the year and I'm super excited to jump into 2024, but I know I don't say it enough. So thank you so much for listening and subscribing. I've told this story a million times. And if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you're probably so sick of hearing it, but I started this podcast thinking I'd do it for like, I don't know, a couple episodes and that no one would listen to it and it would just sort of fade away into the oblivion. But 
it's been the exact opposite experience. And I just want to thank all of you guys for following along, for letting me share my experiences with you, for letting me help you along the way to your first or farthest ultra. And I hope that this list has, like I said, either inspired you or reaffirmed why you're on your own personal ultra mission. I'm personally looking forward to 2024. I've got lots of fun things planned for not only myself, but for the She Runs Ultras group. And I hope you are also looking forward to 2024. And don't forget that the doors to the She Runs Ultras membership are just one week away from opening. They open on Monday, January 1st. So if you are ready to become an ultra runner and you'd like some support and some accountability and some coaching and some confidence and a community of kick-ass women, that membership is the place that you want to be. So just go to sherunsultras.com. That's where you'll get more information as well as you'll be able to put your name on the waitlist by clicking the get notified button in the upper right-hand corner. That's all for this episode. You guys enjoy this beat. Merry Christmas, and I'll see you all soon. 